Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Are you awake? Amen. Listen, after this time of worship, I'm sure you are awake, you are filled with the love and the presence of God, and you're ready for us to dig into God's Word. Amen. Welcome to everyone present. Those of you who are new here or new online or new on uh, audio, my name is Valdir da Silva, and it's my privilege today to continue this series that you're busy with, Resilient from Surviving to thriving. Amen. And for those of you online and on audio, uh, please get your bread and your juice ready because just now we're going to take part in communion together. Amen. All right. Well, the series is based on a book uh, by the same name written by a Christian counselor and also John Eldridge. And um, it is a, 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 an assessment of what is going on in the world today. The pandemic of 2020 turned the world upside down. Not just your world, the world upside down, right? And we were already stressed with the craziness of life before 2020. It was bad enough. But then the pandemic hit. And uh, our ability to endure was taken to the limit. Eh? But now that the pandemic is over, no more lockdowns, no more compulsory masks, no more curfews. We may think that it is over. Yay, we're over. It is gone. But it isn't. <laughs> Doctors and therapists will tell you that COVID is still with us. But more than that, the after effects of the pandemic are still going to be with us for a while, for a long time. Why? Because our souls are weary and we need a resilience that comes from God, not only to survive, but to thrive in these times. So today, in part two, we will be talking about finding inner strength, finding inner strength, whether you are aware of it or not, the last three to four years have depleted us, have depleted our souls. Last week, Tanya gave an excellent summary of what has been happening in the last years globally and here in South Africa. And if you missed that message, please go to our website and, and listen or watch it again because you need to, to keep up with the series, okay? And hear what was said over there. It is important for us to face reality in our lives. You know, sometimes you want to come to church and only hear good things, good things. But listen, we have to face reality sometimes. Because once we leave these doors and once we go back to our reality, to, the, to school, to work, to our environment, man, we have to face the realities of what is really going on in the world. And I know we all want to escape and, and go to a safe place and to a nice place, but we have to face reality. And it seems that once the restrictions were lifted up, once the curfews were gone and no more masks and no more lockdowns, it seemed that people did everything they could to fill their souls again with a desire for life to be good again. But as we heard last week, no matter how much people try, normal is not coming back. All right? Let's, let's understand that. Normal is not coming back. You know who's coming back? Jesus is. Jesus is coming back. All right? 
Jesus is coming back. Not normal. And, and so we need to be ready. We need to understand the times that we are living in so that we can be ready. The reason people are rushing to do things to fill their lives is because they have been depleted physically, emotionally, spiritually. Here are some symptoms of depletion. See if you can relate to any of these things. Or maybe you know someone who does. Mental fragmentation. Mental fragmentation. I sit down to, to prepare a sermon. And I start writing. And then my mind wanders. And I kind of lose focus. I, I walk into my garage and I ask myself, what am I doing here? I know I came here. I know when I left the house to come here, I had something specific in mind. And what is it? And now you guys look at me and say, yeah, okay, pastor, I can see you are over 35. <laughs> Here's the problem. The under 35s are experiencing the same thing. Na, 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 na. Why? Because our world has been so fragmented, so torn apart, so turned upside down. We kind of lost the continuum of things and we become fragmented. What about this one? Low energy. We want to, but not now. I, I somehow can't just get up. Oh, man. I know you guys haven't, you never heard of this, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, oh, what about this one? Apathy. Lack of interest. Lack of enthusiasm. Lack of concern. You know, we are so bombarded with news. Let me qualify. We are so bombarded with bad news that we become desensitized. Are we even talking about the war in Ukraine? Or is this, oh, well, there we go again. Yeah. Apathy. It's like those two friends, they were talking, and the one friend asked the other, listen, what do you think the problem in the world is? Do you think it's ignorance or apathy? The friend responds, I don't know, and I don't care. And let's face it, a little bit of that has rubbed off on us. Hmm? And these are just some things. There's more. But mental fragmentation, low energy, apathy, you know, these, these things now, these things happen normally. Even before the pandemic, they were happening. But somehow, somehow, this last three, four years, it has escalated the level of these things in our lives. And of course, the typical course of corrective action, when you feel like this, oh, I feel run down, oh, I need a break. The corrective action is to try to replenish our resources by looking for normality or looking for our happy place to replenish our souls. We're looking for the good things in life because we are missing that. We lost three, four years, we've, you know, we lost the good things in life, so let's get back again. And that, of course, results in seeking some unhealthy activities. Things like overspending. Oh, it's so nice. Let's go online. Oh, yes. Click. It's, just, it's just a click, man. And next thing you know, it's delivered to your door. <laughs> overspending. Overeating. Oh, the amount of baking that went on during lockdown. 
What about over drinking? Hmm? Looking for fun. Notice how people have flocked to events as soon as they opened again. They couldn't wait for the event you know, industry to open again. And, and whatever it is, man, people are rushing to it because they want to feel good again. They want to have the old days back. Problem. As much as you may enjoy and have fun with all these things, they do not help with your resilience. You may feel good for a while, but soon you're back to the depletion symptoms again. Mental fragmentation, low energy, apathy. So what do you do? You run for some more fun. Where's the next event happening? Where's the next thing? Where can I spend money? Where can I... And we caught up in that cycle. This is because inner strength cannot come from external resources. They come from within. And they come from a spiritual source. It is possible to be physically or externally weak and yet be internally strong. Did you know that? You see, we, we are trying to get ourselves physically strong again. And let's go jogging. Let's go running. Let's go have some fun. Let's go. But... True resilience comes from inside. One of the most resilient characters in the, New in the New Testament was the Apostle Paul. I mean, that guy went through some tough times, right? And he said the following in 2 Corinthians 10 2, He said, when I am weak, I am strong. Say what? How come when you're weak, you are strong? That, that's crazy, man. He said that. And we need to discover that in our lives as well. That when we may be weak physically, weak mentally, weak emotionally, from inside us rises up something which gives us the strength that we need, the power, the ability to bounce back and face life again. So this statement, when I'm strong, comes from a man who faced so much stress and trauma, physically and emotionally. L let me read you an account of what he suffered. This is called the, the, the list of Paul, Paul's woes. You find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 30. And uh, as I read you know, Paul's uh, woes, see how many of these you've gone through. Here we go. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more than these guys are. I have worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Now, here we go. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. The 39 lashes with those lashes with the little thingies on the chain which tear your flesh apart. Huh? Five times he's received those. Five times times 39 lashes, by the way. How many times have you been lashed for the sake of Christ? Huh? Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled 
and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressures of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak that I do not feel weak? Who is leading to sin and I do not inwardly burn? In other words, he also has temptation to sin. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Because you see, when he's talking about the things that show his weakness, he's not looking for pity. What he's doing is showing you and I that he had the inner strength to overcome. He did not give up. He was not writing to get pity, but to reveal the kind of strength that prevails. When you read this, you know what? After this, if Paul had to come and say, you know, guys, hey, listen, that's it. I've done my best. I've tried to plant churches. I've tried to preach, but I've had enough of this. I'm going back to making tents. Enough. You guys take care of yourselves. Goodbye. I've done my part. You know what? I wouldn't blame the man, would you? Shucks, man. He's done a lot. Nobody would blame him for just giving up, <laughs> but not Paul. Something he had inside him which helped him to bounce back again and just continue the fight. He was writing this. At this time, he was under great stress. He had been knocked down so many times. People were infiltrating the churches he had planted. They were accusing him of not being a, a real apostle because he didn't walk with Jesus like the other guys. False teachers were coming in and, and teaching rubbish to the churches. So this was not a good time for Paul. And yet, he talks like this. He got knocked down and out so many times, yet he bounced back. You know what? That is resilience. He, he, he speaks more about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 to 10. He says, but we have this treasure, you know, the presence of the Lord. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, so the power is of God. He is just a vessel carrying that. He knows where the source of resilience, where the source of strength is in God. Paul didn't take more time to go to the beach and relax or to go to the mountains and take a chill pill for a couple of weeks. He didn't go and do some running to get physically fit again or enjoy some good meals, you know, with the Greeks or the Jews or the Romans, I don't know. Now, he knew his, the source of his strength was God, was inside. He says, look, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Amen? Check it out. So he goes through all these things, but they don't wipe him out. Hard-pressed, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. 
It's okay to be confused sometimes, but don't despair when you've got the source of life inside of you. You can even be struck down, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to be destroyed. During this past couple of years, some people were struck down, wiped out, lost businesses, lost so, so much, but not destroyed. We need to know we have a, a fountain, a source of strength and resilience. And, and so in Luke, in, in chapter 21 of Luke, Jesus speaks into this as well. And he speaks into the times that you are living in. He uses the natural image of a fig tree sprouting as an indication that summer is coming. He said the following in Luke chapter 21, verses 29 to 33. He says, he gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. Right? Yeah, in South Africa, we are now entering what? Spring. I happen to have a fig tree in my home. And over the last two weeks, it's been amazing. There's just dead, just dead branches. You go there now, lots of little leaves sprouting out. I've got a big tree in the backyard. It was just dead branches. Now it's green with tiny little leaves. I don't need a master's degree in weather prediction to know that somebody's coming. Okay? I look at my trees and I know. And so Jesus is using this to illustrate something. He says, in the same way, when you see all these things taking place, what things taking place? You have to go back and listen to last week's message because that's what we spoke about last week. All right. All the things that are happening in the world. All right. When you see all these things taking place, the news that you hear, you can know. That the kingdom of God is near, meaning the coming, the return of Jesus is near. Huh? Then he says, listen, listen. He says, I tell you the truth. This generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. And so last week we heard that what is happening in the world now, all the the wars and the, the earthquakes and the crazy weather and the fighting and the politics and everything going on. All this, like, and we know it, it, it's always been happening, scattered here, there, and there. But now all of a sudden, there's been this concentration of everything happening at once. And Jesus said, when you see all these things happen, and as you read that list that you heard last week, you can tick every one of them. It's happening right now, simultaneously. There's a convergence of these things taking place. And so Jesus said, when you see these things, it is the beginning of birth pains. It, these things are the beginning of the end. All right? And so then Jesus said the following in this passage. When he says, no, watch out. It, 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 the end is near. And he says, watch out. In verse 34. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled. Don't let your hearts be weighed down by carousing and drunkenness, and by the worries of this life. You, you see what's happening? In this, in this season, when all this is taking place, like I said just now, people want normal again. They want life to be good again. And so they run into events. They run into, they want to have fun. They want to, what are they doing? Carousing. And drunkenness. They're trying to forget. <laughs> Others 
are so overwhelmed by all that is going on that they are pressed down by the worries of this life. So you're either trying to forget everything with fun or you're being crushed with worry. Jesus said, don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Let's face it, everyone living on the earth today is going through the same nonsense. Come on, in one way or the other, to one level or the other. We have all been affected by what has been happening in these last three, four years. The whole world. I don't care where you go in the world, people are suffering these situations under these conditions. So Jesus said, keep alert at all times. Now watch. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. So here is bad news and here is good news. Bad news. Horrible times are coming upon everyone on the earth. Good news. If you do the right thing, you can stand. And you can get through. Be strong enough to escape. So Jesus give us, gives us a warning. Don't fill your hearts with carousing and drunkenness. This is going to dull your heart. Don't be weighed down with, with worrying that paralyzes you. He talks about your heart. Heart is a man's innermost being, the source of life. In Proverbs it says that guard your heart because from your heart flows the issues of life. And so Jesus said we must be strong. You must, that you might be strong enough to escape. That word strong is the Greek word katiskisete, all right? Which means strength to prevail. Strength to prevail. Sometimes they use katiskisete, sometimes they use katiskuo, but it, it is the same root word which means strength to prevail. It's not just, just being strong. It's a strength that helps you to prevail. We need this inner strength to prevail in our faith because of all the things that we've been challenged in this time, our faith is probably the strongest one. And you've seen this. You've heard this. Preachers, worship leaders, strong believers. All of a sudden they are deconstructing their faith. All of a sudden they are leaving the faith. All of a sudden they are sat and much and goodbye and we're doing something else. They are questioning God. Questioning everything about Jesus. So the, the devil has set the strap. To really stress people out. And then offer them an escape which excludes God. But we need. We need strength that prevails. Amen. We need this inner strength to prevail in our faith. And according to what Jesus says in this passage. That is particularly important in these last days. These last days, we need this. And Jesus wants to impart his supernatural strength in our hearts to be able to bounce back. Now, Paul caught, caught on to this, to what Jesus said. And he used it in his prayer in Ephesians 3.16. He says that, that we may be strengthened in our inner man. Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened, okay, with that strength that prevails, strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. 
You see, this was the secret of Paul's resilience. How could he bounce back all the time after so much opposition? He had inner strength. He had the strength that prevails. Where? In his inner man. Why? Because that is where resilience comes from. Amen? Let me ask you this. How are you today? Come on. You guys online. You guys listen. You guys here. How are you today? Hmm? How many of the symptoms I've, I've mentioned here today have you felt or are still feeling today? What is weighing in your heart today? Where do you feel hard-pressed? Hmm? I, I want you to do something right now, okay? I, I'm, I'm going to put a statement up here, and I want you to complete it quietly. Don't speak out loud. Quietly in your heart. Take a moment and quietly in your heart, complete the statement according to what you are feeling today. My heart is weighed down by right now. Complete that sentence. Quietly, between you and God, you know what's when you're down. My heart is weighed down by. You got it? Put words to it. Think about it. What tends to occupy your mind and weigh you down? When you go to bed at night, what is there? When you wake up in the middle of the night, what is there? When you wake up in the morning, oh God, what, what is that? It is weighing you down. You see, God's call to us, and that's the purpose and reason for this series. God's call to us is to allow him to turn our hard times into holy times. It can happen, guys. Your hard time can become a holy time in his presence and through his strength. How, you may ask? By turning our focus and attention to him. By shutting down momentarily what is happening around us, and giving attention to him and to his presence. You know what? We are spending too much time being bombarded with news and chatter and noise coming mainly through those devices in our pockets, in our hands. Through social media, through those smartphones, we give more years to the news than we give years to the voice of the Lord. Man, the thing has hardly happened in Australia, and it's right here. We can see the pictures. And then something happens in Japan, and man, we've got it right here. Did you see this? And somehow, because the whole world is linked, interlinked, we know that if something happens over there, just now it's going to affect us over here. And so there goes our water. Oh, my goodness. We are spending so much time being bombarded with all this information. And we are allowing, listen, we are allowing fleeting, nice little Christian or biblical memes 
to feed our soul. Instead of spending time with Jesus and developing intimacy with him. So we go, oh yeah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Fleeting. And then we go back to the news again. And then look what's happening. Look at these people are complaining. Did you hear? Oh my goodness. And we are burdened. Our souls are burdened with this nonsense. And by the way, can you even keep up with all the Christian memes, stories, and posts that you get in your phone? It's just like fast food or junk food for your soul. We need quality time with the Lord where we shut the world out. And it's you and Jesus. Even if it's sort of a few, a few minutes every day. As John Aldridge, author of Resilience, he writes the following, he says, in this hour, we don't need inspiration and cute stories. <laughs> that's nice. But right now, that's not what we need. We need a survival guide. We need a supernatural resilience provided in Christ. Not in memes and stories and nice little videos. We need his presence. We need to connect with Jesus. Amen? And yet too many of us feed on spiritual memes and cute stories told by others instead of spending time with the Lord and with his word growing in our union with him. And so how do we develop this supernatural resilience? Here we go. By practicing daily. Listen. Practicing Daily. Those are two horrible words. But I'm going to say it again. To grow in resilience, we, we grow by practicing daily loving union and communion with Jesus. Now, the word practicing brings to mind effort and time, right? I remember the days when I was learning to play the piano. The class was about half an hour that I had class. But then... During the week at home, I had to, yeah, practice. Okay? It was like 15, 20, 30 minutes every day that I had to practice. And in the beginning, I hated it with a passion. Because I couldn't play anything. It was just getting, boom, bang, oops, sorry, bang, dong, 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 dong. You see how boring it is? You're getting bored already. Just watching me do this. It was horrible. Every single day, I had to practice. Hey, but eventually, I started getting some things right. Oh, this is good. This is fun. And eventually, I had to practice for longer than, than, than 20 or 30 minutes. And it became easier. And it became fun because then I began to, to make music and I, I started enjoying my practice time. Listen. The devil has orchestrated a season where we are so fragmented and distracted. Where days go by in a flesh. And we don't seem to have time to stop. We wake up tired and we go to bed even more tired than we woke up. And we don't seem to find time for anything. We are kept so, so, so busy. And therefore, we don't seem to find time. To have communion 
with God, just to find quality time. So then, how can we find inner strength and become resilient? Yeah, practice and time. Practice. One of the things, there's more, okay? And during this series, we're going to touch on a couple of skills that we can learn to become resilient. But one of the things that we need to do to find inner strength and to remain strong and resilient is to daily practice union and communion with God. I said daily practice union and communion with God. Now, maybe, maybe some of us are doing that. Maybe some of us find a, a little bit of time in the morning, five minutes, you read a little bit, you pray, and, and that is good. But we need at this time to develop skills to go deeper in our connection, in our union with God. And so as we continue this series, I'm going to give you work to do now, okay? As we continue this series, I want to invite you, each one of you, those you online, those of you listening, everybody, I want to invite you, as from tomorrow morning, to devote a few minutes in the morning and a few minutes in the evening to separate yourself for about eight to ten minutes at a time. Sip you eight or ten minutes. Yeah, eight or ten minutes at a time. That's going to be almost 20 minutes every day. Mm. Separate yourselves and spend some time with Jesus. Like I said, about 8 to 10 minutes at a time. And, and, and this is a practical series you're doing, okay? And it will require some practical actions from you. And so to help you to do this, there is an accompanying app. <laughs> yeah, app. You see, we use these things to do a lot of time wasting. Come on, let's use these things for good, okay? Let's use this to help us come closer to Jesus. So there's an app which I want you to download, all right? The app is called One Minute Pause App. There is a QR code. Okay, as you leave the building, there's a, there's, a, there's a poster over there. There's one outside just. So while you're having coffee, you can go and get the QR code and, and download that app. It's an instruction. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Amen. Can I do that? The Bible says, obey your pastors. <laughs> Let me pull some weight here now. Because I love you. Okay. And so, download this app, all right? And if you're visiting us, do it as well, okay? It's going to bless you. And it's a 30-day within this app, the one minute. And as the name suggests, the whole purpose of this app is to help us to pause a little bit in the rush of our day. Just pause. Take a deep breath and connect with God. Now, inside this app, there is a devotional. It's called 30 Days to Resilient. It's a 30-day devotional, all right? 30-day devotional. And it is a time of guided communion with God. It's got relaxing music. It's got scripture reading. It's got guided prayers and clear instructions of what to do in that devotional time. It's not boring. And so you, you, you can hear the music and there's a pretty picture. You can hear it, but the writing is in it as well, so you can follow it. And I invite you, start doing this. There'll be times for you to use your own words and to think through things and to wait on the Lord. And it's going to take you through certain skills 
Sometimes it will be just soaking in his presence. Other times we'll be pondering about certain areas in your life and talking to God about it. Come on, I invite you, please, get this thing. And from tomorrow morning, let's all of us, day one morning, day one evening, and let's all go through this process every day, morning and evening. Choose your time, choose the best time, and let us go through this. Amen? Whether you are a new believer or a veteran one, you will be blessed and enjoy these times of communion with God. Amen? On the screen, you can see the logo there with the QR code. And uh, if you already have a, a devotional plan, I ask you to, and I encourage you to add this one to, to that. Amen? And to, to enjoy this. And um, before we continue, I just want to, to, to go back and just remind you again of what we mean by resilience. I've been talking about Paul having resilience and, and Jesus wants us to have it. What do we mean? Let me go back to what you, we heard last week. What do we mean by resilience? Here it is. Resilience. It is the inner strength to endure and push through hardships. If the guys can just put the resilience, there it is. It is the inner strength to endure and push through hardship. It is physical, emotional, and mental toughness. Look at this. It is spiritual grit. That's what you want. And that's what this app is going to help you develop. Spiritual grit. A strength that comes from the inside. That helps to sort out our thinking, our emotion, and connect with Jesus in our heart level. Amen? So please, guys, download that app, and let's all tomorrow morning start doing this. This is a beginning. As we continue the series, we will learn more skills that we can put into practice in our lives so we can have the strength that prevails. Amen? The strength that prevails and build resilience. But now, now we are going to pause. All right? We're going to pause now and enjoy communion together. How's that? Amen? Let's pause and enjoy communion. I'm going to ask the ashes to please distribute the, the cups. And um, you just sit back and relax a little bit. Our life is so rushed. So today I'm not going to rush through communion. I'm going to take it a little bit easier, a little bit slow. Okay? It's still early. So don't worry about lunch and anything. Relax. Okay? Just take a deep breath. And let's focus on the Lord. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus. You see, breaking bread, breaking bread is a wonderful way to have communion. Thank you, my sister. Breaking bread is a wonderful way of having communion with God. Communion with Jesus. Actually, it's a reminder set by Jesus himself, isn't it? So that we could regularly pause and place our attention on him. That's what this is about. The whole purpose of the communion of the cup, the bread and the wine is to cause us to pause and to focus our attention on him. On what he has done for us. On what he is doing for us. And on what he's going to do for us. Remember, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Okay, so you are remembering what he did. But then he said, do this until 
I have it with you again in my kingdom. So it's a prophetic action. We are doing this, but one of these days, man, it's going to be the last time you're going to do this alone. Could be today. I don't know. Jesus could come between now and our communion day in October. Which means the next time we do this, He will be with us. Hmm? Imagine that. But for now, we stop to pause. And to remember that this is not just some religious ritual. Oh, you got to do this. No, 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 no. Jesus instituted this so that we could take time to pause and place our attention in Him. So let us for a moment, let us for a moment, just relax and enjoy communion, this brief meal together. We can open and let's get the bread out. While you are sitting over there and you've got your bread in your hand maybe you want to close your eyes then because I want to invite you right now to use your imagination you know God gave us imagination for a reason and I want you to use imagination and remember that and 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 and, and you visualize imagine you know imagine that Jesus is sitting next to you Either you're at church, we imagine that you are at home sitting at the table and Jesus across you. But just imagine, just create the scene in your mind of Jesus breaking bread with us. Come on, you guys at home, do the same thing as well. You guys listening, just stop for a moment and, and, and just close your eyes and imagine that Jesus is there with you. Amen. Try to see him there sitting next to you or across the table from you. Imagine. You are next to him at the table. Now, we're doing this in remembrance of him and of what he did. Jesus died to pay the price for our sin. He died for our salvation and for our healing. He died to set us free. And if you are here today, if you are listening to my voice right now, if you are taking part in communion with me right now, no matter where you are, man, You've got reason to be grateful to Jesus. And so as you imagine Jesus sitting next to you, I want you to turn to him right now and express to him your gratitude. You don't have to speak out loud. Do it quietly in your heart. But use your own words to speak to him and to thank Jesus for what he did on the cross for you. Just take a moment and think of your life story. Of where you could be without Jesus. But where you are today because of Jesus. And just say thank you to him. And go a little bit beyond that. And, and say thank you to him. For what he's doing in your life right now. He's busy in your life today still. So come on. Just imagine he's there with you. Just look into his eyes and say, thank you, Jesus, and thank him for those things. Go ahead and do it.
Lord Jesus, we thank you for your broken body. We thank you for this bread, Lord, which reminds us of you. You hanging on the cross. Taking upon yourself our sicknesses, our disease, the curse that belong to us. To bring us salvation, healing, freedom. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did for us, for what you are doing for us, and for what you will still do on our behalf. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's take and eat. prepare the cup in the message I asked you what is weighing in your heart today what is weighing your heart now and so if you have something in your heart I want you to close eyes again let's go back to that place again where you imagine yourself sitting next to Jesus maybe you imagine him sitting next to you at a church or maybe somewhere else at home or in a park but go back to that place again and again, quietly in your heart, not speaking out loud, but quietly in your heart. I want you to look at him and tell him right now, what is weighing in your heart? Just tell him, say, Lord Jesus, this is what is weighing in my heart. Go for it. as you share that with him, ask him to help you. I say, help me, Lord Jesus. And then, of course, take a moment to listen to his reply as he speaks to you in your spirit. What do you hear him say? What words of comfort do you hear Jesus say to you? Just listen. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for the fruit of the vine, which reminds us of your shed blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that because of your death on the cross, because of the blood you poured out, you took our sins completely away. You opened the way between us and Father God. So that there would be nothing between us. So we can have access to you and we can hear your voice and 
and have a relationship with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, you hear the cries of your people, Lord God, different kinds of burdens, some bigger, some smaller, but each one a burden nevertheless, weighing people down. We lift up these burdens before you, Lord, and we ask you, Lord Jesus, for your help. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for strength, for that inner strength that prevails, which comes from our relationship with you, Lord. Enable us, Lord, in these next days and weeks as we continue in this study, Lord, to become so much more aware of your presence in our hearts, of your presence in our lives, of your words bringing life to us, Lord, and giving the strength that we need, giving us that strength that we need, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord Jesus. So let's take the cup now. Let's take and drink the cup of blessing. Hallelujah. Just linger a moment with Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Was that good or was that good? <laughs> Amen. Well, folks, listen. Often our souls are, are cluttered with burdens that we are not supposed to carry on our own. And next Sunday, you will find out how to deal with these burdens and receive the Lord's resilience in your hearts. Okay? So, don't miss it. And join us next Sunday as we continue our journey towards building resilience and developing what? Strength that prevails. Say it. Strength that prevails. One more time. Strength that prevails prevails. That's what gives us resilience. Amen. So Father, I thank you for this time together, Lord. And I pray that as we launch into these 30 days of, of resilience, of being your presence, Lord God, learning from you, Lord God, as we continue in the series, that your people, that each one of us, Lord, will become aware of that inner strength growing inside of us, that resilience coming up inside of us, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. And now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, be with each one of us, enabling us to have that strength that prevails to the glory of God. Amen and amen. Praise God. Enjoy your Sunday. Have a blessed week. And catch you. See you again next Sunday. Amen. God bless you.